Oh, the long-awaited matchup with Ben Simmons and the 76ers is finally here. We're waiting. We've been waiting for a long time. It just doesn't have the same luster as it did before. Well, we'll talk about it regardless. Ben Simmons, the Brooklyn Nets, they're in town tonight. We'll discuss it next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. As the world's largest largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. What's up, D? What's going on, Keith? How you doing, man? I'm better than the Sixers, man, right about now. That is true. A lot of people are at this point. Let's see if the Brooklyn Nets are tonight. But before we do that, we want to welcome you all to Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia. Keith Pompey is with me as always from the Enquirer.com Sixers beat writer. And we have a lot to talk about with you in regards to the Sixers and the Brooklyn Nets. Ben Simmons returns to Philadelphia for the first time in uniform. Uh, with another basketball team. We thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube right here on Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, Ben Simmons makes his long-awaited return as a player, not just a spectator, with the Brooklyn Nets taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. We'll dive into that. We'll talk about how the Sixers, if they do have a chance, they do. They're throwing the ball up. They tip it off. They're, have, they're going to field five when the starting lineup. They're going to have reserves. They have a chance to win this game. So we'll discuss how will they win this basketball game. And in the final segment, who is your candidate to step up the most with all of these players out? If you missed our episode, our previous episode on Monday, we discussed all the players out. Joel Embiid now out. Uh, missing tonight's game. He'll miss Wednesday's game in Charlotte also. Still unclear about the weekend, Friday and Sunday against the Orlando Magic. He'll be reevaluated, but he is out right now along with Tyrese Maxey. And we'll see about Tobias Harris for this evening. He's still listed as uh, questionable on the injury report. James Harden still down. So down four starters as of right now. Could have one back for tonight's game. Furkan Korkmaz also still listed as questionable for this evening's game. But Keith, Ben Simmons, uh, the long-awaited return, as mentioned, so many people have been waiting for this, whether it's on social media, national media. Uh, we've been waiting for this since last season. He played his best game this past uh, weekend against the Portland Trailblazers, where he, in fact, started the basketball game. And in that game against the Portland Trailblazers uh, on um what was that? The seventeenth. That was a few it, days. It was ago. actually that was actually the, the, his best game. His best came, game was Memphis, right? Yeah, against Memphis. Yeah. That's the game he started. Portland was a good game. Memphis yeah. was the better game. He was eleven for thirteen from the field. Uh, he dropped twenty-two points. Keith eight rebounds, five assists, one steal, and uh, had five turnovers in the game. But he played thirty-four minutes and forty-two seconds, and he made an impact. We, it was Ben Simmons again out there on the floor. Before that really struggled to find his way through the 12 games that he's played. 
and uh, in which he started uh, six, seven of those games that he started for the Brooklyn Nets. You were there, Keith, and you had an opportunity to uh, watch him play live against Memphis on Sunday. What do you make of Ben Simmons right now at this stage of his career with the Brooklyn Nets? I mean, he looked he looked he, he looked good. I mean, I, I'm, I'm he, he did. Now again, John Morant didn't play. Uh, As McBain was all, off. Yeah, off. It, dude, it was. They had like three dudes who didn't play. Like you know who who you three starters who didn't play, right? But but he still looked good. I mean, um, you know, I, I saw some confidence. And the thing is, when he is is clicking, they're so much better because then it's, it's more balanced. It's, it's a lot of pressure off of KD, a lot of pressure off of Kyrie when you have Ben Simmons doing what he's what, what he's capable of doing. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to him coming back. You know, I know a lot of people are saying, and we'll get into that, um, a lot of people are saying, but look, they're going up against the backups. But I think this is more about the fans and Ben Simmons. You know, it, 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 regardless of who is out there, I feel like the fans, the, the story is the fans getting on him and giving it to him. Now, maybe he may be able to quiet How he responds to it. Yeah, how he responds to it. Because, you know, we're talking about a guy who, as much as, and I like Ben, but as much as we say he doesn't listen and he doesn't think about it, he does. They all do. So I, I think the big thing is how he responds to the heckling and, and everything that he's going to get. Because I think that he's been through a lot, but I think that, um, the, the Philadelphia fans want to make this the worst thing that this guy has ever experienced in regards to being heckled and things like that. So I just want to see how he responds to that. It's it's must-see TV. It's must-be-in-the-arena type of energy. It's must-listen on 97.5, the fanatic, uh, uh, for the game because, yeah, we, we do really want to hear. That is the big storyline. We want to hear. Uh, the fans' reaction to him that he's finally going to be introduced, whether it's in the starting five or when he subs in as a reserve, the fans are going to give it to him. And they're going to give it to him in a heavy, heavy way and, and see how he then responds to it. You have to imagine that his teammates are going to be looking his way to help him out and get him some easy buckets to kind of quiet the crowd down. Even when he scores, though, that's not going to quiet the crowd down. Every time he touches the basketball, he's going to hear it. And Kevin Durant has been through it. Kyrie Irving has been through it. And now Ben Simmons, it's his turn. And this is arguably one of the toughest places to do that in. And we'll see how he, again, reacts to all of the vitriol that does come his way when he takes the floor for the Brooklyn Nets. Now, uh, as far as his gameplay goes, that, that game on Sunday against the Memphis Grizzlies was the 22 shooting 11 of 13 from the floor, 0 for 1 from the foul line, and uh, no three-point attempts. Um, he, the one thing that I would always say, dating back to, I guess, 17, 18, 18, 19 season, that became something that was part of my show for a while, Keith, and you know this because you would, you would be on my show and I would say this out loud or even tweet it out when he does one of his things, like drops 42 on the Utah Jazz, aggressive Ben Simmons, is the best Ben Simmons. That was always the thing that I said. And he showed that in that game. He displayed it a bit in the game against Portland, the final game of that road trip. And that's the best version of Ben Simmons. When he's aggressively 
looking for his because his aggressive mindset as a passer is to always look for his teammates. That's not a problem. It's the other part, aggressively looking for his while he does those other things and setting up his teammates. And when he combines the two with his passing ability and then incorporates the turning the ball over to himself and allow him to go out there and score the rock at the rim, his floaters, his runners, whatever he might do, he is hard to stop. He's hard to guard uh, in that sense. And that's when, again, he's simply at his best. So we'll see if he has that tonight. The disappointing part, Keith, is Joel Embiid will not be there. Tyrese Max, um, James Harden, Tobias Harris will again see. The one thing that we talked about last season when they did come to town and he wasn't available to play, but Irving and Durant were, we didn't get a chance to see both teams at their full complement. And that's the disappointing part as, as we waited for this. Now Joel Embiid gets injured in the game on uh, Sunday, on Saturday, pardon me. And now we have to wait until the Sixers visit the Brooklyn Nets and find out what that's going to be like. And I was, I was looking forward to it just as a fan of basketball and as a guy who's followed this story like you have just being around them for so long. I wanted to see how he would react to playing against specifically Joel Embiid and how Embiid would specifically react to finally having a chance to play against Ben Simmons in a non-all-star environment and see what he does. And I personally felt Joel Embiid was going to pick up like an offensive foul, trying to put him through the rim, you know, something like that, put one in his chest and see how Ben uh, reacts to it. But as a fan of the game, we don't get to see that. The story, that's the other storyline, but we don't get to see it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's un unfortunate that the fans, because you only get to come home once for, once for the first time. After that, it loses its luster, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Ben's back in Philly. Who cares? You know what I mean. But yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. with you. I'm with well, you. Well, we'll have to wait a little bit longer, but it will still be an electric atmosphere at the uh, the Penn Medicine Court at the center now here in South Philadelphia. When we come back, we'll get to Keith. How will they win this game? We know there's a good chance, and people are already writing them off that they cannot win this game. How will they win this game? How do they win this game? We'll discuss that on the other side right here on Locked On 76. But first, I have to tell you about the world's largest car sharing marketplace. That's Toro. You're looking for a new car? You're looking for a situation there? Not necessarily a new car, but a new car ride that you can get into and look smooth in or just get simply get to A, a from A to B where you need to be. I got to tell you about Toro. With Toro, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the US, UK, Canada, and coming soon to Australia. Maybe when we go to Australia, Keith, we can check out Turo. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip, or maybe when you're on the road covering a professional basketball team like Keith Pompey, you can get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. Find affordable comedy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from A to B. Say you're going to a family dinner, Thanksgiving, this Thursday. You don't want to drive. You call Toro and find some way to get into a, a, an affordable, affordable economy car if you're on a budget and just need to get again from your home to the place that you're going to eat. That's point A to B. Test drive the new vehicle, the electric vehicle, You've had your eye on to see how it fits your everyday life. Many Toro hosts 
can even deliver the car right to you if you don't mind that. Every trip is backed by liability insurance, terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars. Find your drive at Toro.com. Thanks for making Locked On 76 as your first listen today. For your second, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights. Only Locked On can provide Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you do, in fact, get your podcast. All right, Keith Pompey, got to know from you. You've, you know this team like the back of your hand. You know it very well. Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, all expected to play. How do the Sixers win this game tonight against that Brooklyn Nets team? You know, it, it, that's funny. Uh, you know, I, I think it's going to have to be um, a heavy dose of ball movement, um, you know, team play. 100%. I think, you know, I, I think, you know, right now, I know you talked about uh, Furcon being questionable, but he's got basically upgraded. It's weird. He's he's upgraded the the probable. Same with Tobias, but they both expect to play so much so that Daryl Morey even tweeted out Furkan is back, right? So now the funny part is when the team was, everybody was together and everybody was there, like Furkan couldn't get any minutes. So now it's like we're, he's being celebrated as like this guy that's going to be a difference maker, right? Which is, it tells you how many people injured. Now, again, he's a good dude. We both like him. I think he can shoot, but you know, and now he's being celebrated. That just lets you know how desperate they are right now, right? Yeah. But I think that they're gonna have to have a lot of ball movement, D. They're gonna have to do a lot of things. And Tobias Harris, you know, he wants to be the man. This is gonna be a lot of opportunity for him to be the man. He's gonna get opportunities. Now, the funny thing, D, when we look at this. We say to ourselves, like, yo, they're supposed to get smashed. But this is the type of game where the 76ers always find a way to be impressive. A, Brooklyn's going to come in here looking at it like, hey, Joel's not playing these other people. They may take their foot off the gas a little bit. I know Ben's going to be excited, but they may. And we'll look around and we'll see how, just like they were on demand against the Miami Heat, and they won just like they were on demand against other teams and win. I think, I mean, they're supposed to get smashed, but this is set up for the Sixers to at least make it exciting just because nobody thinks they have a chance to win. Ball movement, you're 100% right. They have to make sure they move the ball, motion type of offense, uh, some creative stuff where, you know, coming up and set those screens, make sure the pass is out, anticipating things right away. A player like Shake Milton, who is similar to James Harden in this way, Keith, where he's not James Harden. However, he does like to sometimes he can pound the rock a little bit too much when he's trying to get to his spot and get a shot off. So he is guilty of that, but he can also get you those points with it. However, so can the turnovers come in a big way uh, when Shake does that. So including Shake Milton and Furkan Korkmaz, the ball has to come out of their hands and move. There's really no one here outside of Tobias Harris that you'll look to double team. Maybe Shake Milton, you, you look to double team, but that's more of a strategy of we're going to make you do something crazy. And, and when we send this double team that you're not accustomed to on a professional level, 
and let's see what you do, how you react to all this attention coming your way. So I think the ball movement has to be important on the offensive end, not turning the ball over like we talked about the last game as we previewed that one against Minnesota on Saturday. Protect the basketball. You just simply have to protect the rock because you don't have your stars and you cannot afford to have less possessions out there. They were guilty of that against Minnesota where, Keith, they were like a minus 12 with field goal attempts uh, in in terms of uh, getting shots because they turned the ball over so much early in the first half, and that's how they got down so big. So ball movement on the offensive end, protecting the basketball, and defensively it's just simply, you know, just giving the effort. Giving the effort, got two players that you're going to have to run double teams at from time to time where they can destroy you and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving put a body on everybody to make sure you don't give up too many offensive rebounds. If Nick Claxton plays, he's very active down there with that type of, uh, with that type of energy and leaping ability. It's the same thing for Ben Simmons. He will crash the offensive glass. So effort, energy, boxing out, not giving up those extra opportunities. And when you get a chance to have the numbers going the other way in the open floor, fast break opportunities, take advantage of them and try to get some easy buckets in the fast break situations there for the Sixers. Also, those three-pointers, you hope that they can fall at a decent number. At the end of this game, Keith, in order for them to win, I would like to see at least five players in double figures overall. Then there's the part of the bench that's going to have to come in and play a big role in this of spelling guys who are maybe not accustomed to playing big minutes when you have Tobias Harris and Furcon Korkmaz coming back. You're going to have to make sure that you give them some time to get back into normal basketball game shape where they can't just be out there for a 12-minute stretch. You're going to have to, when you are called on your number, Montrez Harrell, George Niang, Matisse Thibel, you have to make sure that you give good minutes when you're out there, even with P.J. Tucker uh, out there as a starter on this team. So those are some keys for me, that how I look at this thing. And Doc Rivers, these are the types of games that they get up for coaching without all of your stars and see if you can pull out a win. I agree. All right. Well, final one. Keith, get ready, man, because I want to know from you one key player that you believe is going to be important for this team tonight or during the stretch in general that these players are out excluding Tobias Harris if he is back. We already know how important he would be. So I guess it's more of the others and how important will they be for this basketball team. We do that next on our final segment right here. Locked on 76ers. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business well you want to be 100 certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs linkedin jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free let's say keith and i are uh, looking for people to help us out here on this podcast you know what i want to do i want to make sure i have reliable people for the both of us i want to have people that we can count on and that have has experience in this field to make sure that they get things out there the right way, whether it's on social media, whether it's cutting up the audio and putting it out there properly, that's what we need to do. So with our job post that I'm putting out there for us, I'm going to add the job and, and put the purple hashtag hiring frame to the LinkedIn profile to spread the word that we're hiring. And that's the same for you. Hashtag hiring, the purple hashtag hiring frame on your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hires. Why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. 
LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back. Locked on 76ers. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens. All right, Keith, we talked about a lot of these players that will be playing in the game tonight and going forward without Embiid, Harden, Maxie, and potentially Harris, but he'll probably play tonight. Who is your candidate to step up in their absence? Jake Milton, um, without a doubt. Um, you know, I'm going back to, I, I want to say his second year in the league. Uh, uh -oh. You you remember? When he ripped up Doc Rivers' team? Yeah, man, he tore Doc and I'm a new one, right? Was it 38 or 39? Um, I, I believe it was 38. I mean, I, I believe it was. Um, but I'll look that up. Yeah, but here's the thing. That wasn't that wasn't the only game like that. Yeah, it was a stretch. Because remember, Ben Simmons was 39, injured. by the way. It was 39. Ben Simmons was injured, and he had to be the point guard. And then it was a game, I believe, where Al Horford didn't play. Somebody else didn't. Joel didn't play. Um, uh, Josh Richardson got hurt in the first quarter. So the only other starter out there was the only starter out there was Tobias Harris. And it turned into the Shake Milton show. Now, <laughs> at that time, Shake Milton, you know, he wasn't really a, a great dribbler. He, he, you know, it was a lot of things that he didn't really do well, but he could score. Now we look at him, he's more refined as a player, right? He, he He's doing things better. He's He's um, he's been through the rough times, so he's a better guy. I, I just feel like that we're going to see different things. And it's funny because that year, like we're talking about, he had 39 against uh, against the Clippers. But a couple of days before that, he had 20 against Cleveland. He had 20 against Sacramento. You know, um, a, a month before that, he had uh, 27 against at Atlanta. So, you know, he was been he was able to come in and produce and he was playing well. I just feel like that with all those people not playing that he's going to be a guy that they're going to look for him to get buckets, look for him to score. And and I feel like that he's going to have a big game. That's a good one because uh, DeAnthony Melton will handle him, I'm sure, a good amount and allow Shake Milton to play in that Tyrese Maxey role a little bit to uh, be the scorer, but more of the, again, off-the-ball movement stuff, some actions that they'll find him, some screen setting to get him some good shots and most certainly uh, give him some one-on-one -on -one situations when the uh, shot clock is looking to expire. Tobias Harris also, but yeah, uh, that's a really good one. Um, for me, uh, outside of the norm, I'm going to go with Montrez Harrell. They're going to have to steady something in the middle, Keith. Uh, sure, they will go with P.J. Tucker sometimes at the five spot. I don't know how sustainable that is with Embiid out for however many days he's out, but let's say Tucker does start. They need to make sure that they solidify something in the middle with the five. It's not going to be defensively. That's going to be a team effort. But offensively, they have to get something from there. They have to attack the glass, something from – excuse me, Montrez Harrell, uh, and even Paul Reed, but specifically Montrez Harrell. This is what you brought him in here for, to be an offensive force. And Nick Claxton is long and athletic and rangy and all of that. But he has the strength 
on Nick Claxton, maybe get him in some foul trouble, back him down closer to the rim where he has an easier opportunity to put the ball up quicker without having to go out from so far to get the bucket over, again, a lengthy player like Nick Claxton. So I'm going to go with Montrez Harrell. That's going to be the one that I think has a good stretch here for however long Joel Embiid will be out. Will it be as a starter? I don't know. Uh, I guess that's depending on the matchups. But for right now, that's that's the candidate I'm going with. I'm going with Montrez Harrell. Yeah, that's a great one because if if, if I didn't go with Shake, it was going to be Trez because, you know, Trez is going to be a bucket getter. But my question to you is who's your starting five? Because um, you, you so look is, at is it. Harris is playing? Excuse me? Is Harris playing? Just yeah, like Harris, Harris is going to I'm, – I'm going about it as if Harris and Furkan are both playing. You know, when the Sixers come out with probable – that's like it's questionable to them is more or less like probable. You know what I mean? Okay. Pro- probable to me is like the guy is playing. All right. Uh, I'm going with my backcourt is Melton and Milton, uh, PJ Tucker, Tobias Harris, and um, I would go with Montrez Harold to, huh? Montrez Harold, Paul Reed to run with Nick Claxton. I would go with um, I'll go with Harold to run with Nick Claxton uh, because I want to make sure that I don't get Paul Reed in any early foul trouble with Durant as crafty as he is, maybe seeking out, and he can do the same thing with Montrez Harold, but seeking out Paul Reed on that type of mismatch where he can see if he can have some success against him, get him some interesting situations, and pick up some some cheap fouls. So I would go. Harold, Harris, Tucker, Milton, and Milton. All right. See, my my thing is it's going to be a little different. I mean, maybe different because P.J. Tucker it typically guards um, Kevin Durant. Yeah. And he's had – they know each other. You know, two guys who went to Texas. Um, they have a really good relationship, good friends, and P.J. tends to get up for those type of games. And his low center of gravity is, has enabled him to be able to push KD off of certain spots. Now, again, KD still scores, but the shooting percentage, you know, is a, could make be it a tough. Little, make it tough. But my question is, it's kind of like right now you only got two ball handlers. And do you want both of them to be out there on the, on the first game of a back-to-back, right? Um, so the question is, do you somehow bring Matisse in there and have him in the starting lineup? Because, I mean, let's face it, they got, you know, like who? I I got they, Harris. I got Harris defending Simmons if he starts, and I have a, a Melton defending Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I I, I think I think it's Harris is going to be a tough, Simmons is a tough guard with Tobias. Huh? Shake on Royce O'Neal. And and I and I also think that Kyrie might be a tough guard for uh Melton. He's I tough mean, guard he's, for anybody. <laughs> exactly. But when you got length, a guy with a well, you know, he has length too, but I don't know. I, I just don't like I, I just think that you need an additional defender out there. I just do. But but here's the thing. If Ben Simmons, because, you know, Ben Simmons typically hasn't started when Claxton played. Claxton isn't on the injury report, right? Right, right. right. 
And and the thing about that is, is just because both of those guys are two non-scorers threats, and they and they just don't fit well together. And Ben needs to score when Claxton is out there. So if Ben is aggressive, he can becomes aggressive and continues to do that, then yeah, he'll start. If not, you know, he'll come off the bench. So that might help some things. But at the same time, I don't think this is the game that you want Ben coming off the bench, knowing how the fans are going to react that, to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I think I think just the with everything that's surrounding the game, Jacques Vaughn understands this. He's a former player. He's going to put him on the floor in the starting lineup, in my opinion. Yeah, put your best, so, put your best five yeah. out there. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. But I, I just don't – I'm a leery when you only have two legit ball handlers. Too legit. I mean, because, you know, they're putting a lot of pressure on FERC now, making it seem, you know, like mm-hmm. FERC is back, this and that. But we're talking about a guy who 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 couldn't get any burn the first eight games. You know what I mean? So it is is a lot. Is a lot that is a lot that we'll learn about the 76. Yeah, it really will be. And this is the first game of a back to back. So when we talk to you uh, later on, we'll talk to you uh, breaking down things that happen, recapping the game, but also looking forward to the Charlotte Hornets on Wednesday. Keith, great stuff as always, man. Really appreciate it. Of course, the game is tonight. So we'll be reading your stuff in the inquire.com. Thanks everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen for your next. Check out Locked On Sports Today's podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. That's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. So, uh, Keith, as we get ready to sign off with everybody here, would you mind letting everybody know where they can uh, find us? And that'll be it. Like D said, wherever you get your podcast, you can uh, get this podcast. You can also, once you go to our YouTube channel, Make sure you click on the Liberty Bell and become a subscriber. D is going to be busy tonight. He's going to be on the radio from 6 p.m. to midnight. He's going to do the Divine Giving Show. Then then the game's going to come on. Then he's going to do the post game. So you're going to get overload with D tonight. Overload with D. Um, also, what you can do is you can go and make sure you follow him on Twitter. You get alerts from when he gets back on the, on, on the show. That's one thing. And secondly, you could get some of his, you know, his in-game analysis of the game, how he feels about it. So follow my man at DivineG975. And you can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. And you can read my game coverage in the Philadelphia Inquirer. As always, man, that was a fun one. Thanks, man. We'll see see how nuts it gets in that, inside that arena. It's going to be crazy on this Tuesday night. Yeah, it's going to be bananas. Yes. Thank you all for listening. All right, man. Peace.